Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Know Your Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to be reminding long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And welcome today guys to another edition of the Big Four pay-per-view reviews. This is where I review all of the Big Four, AEW and WWE Big Four pay-per-views. And the event I'm going to be reviewing today, guys, is AEW's Double or Nothing 2022. Finals, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, goes one-on-one -on -one with Ruby Soho. Jay Cargill defends the TBS Championship against Anna Jay tonight. Wardlow will finally get his chance to get his hands on Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, MJF, and Elite versus D-Elite, the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. First ever mixed trio smash, men of the year, Paige Van Zandt against Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian and Ty Conti. Darby Allen, Kyle O'Reilly go one-on-one. -on -one. And we will also see Death Triangle against the House of Black. And in our main event, Pac-Man, Adam Page, CM Punk, the AEW World Championship hangs in the balance. Now then guys, when it comes to this review, I'm only going to be doing the actual event itself. I know on the pre-show you had Tony Nese and Mark Sterling versus uh, Hookhausen, and obviously Hookhausen won. But for this review, I'm only going to be focusing on the pay-per-view itself. And so then, guys, for the first match that we had on this pay-per-view, and my God, was this pay-per-view long. I mean, the pay-per-view itself was 12 matches. But the first match we had was between Wardlow versus MJF. Now, this match, guys, was a great match because it helped really put over Wardlow, put over his strength and his power. I loved how um, MGF referenced the rumours that were going around at the time when it, he obviously misshowed the meet and greet. He supposedly bought a plane ticket but actually didn't go because you can see him like doing like aeroplane uh, like poses and stuff because obviously the AW fans are a lot more of the, the smarter fans and stuff. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, and also as well, he was such a great heel in himself and MJF, he was running away and just attacking from behind and stuff. And I love the way that Wardlow won. Uh, that adds to more of the fact of how it puts him over so well is that he won with 10 power bombs. Instantly was literally just like, power bomb, 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 power bomb. And then he finally hit the 10th one and he won. And then they took out MJF for the stretcher to show off the power of Wardlow, but also as well the utter destruction and dominance of Wardlow because you've got to think with Wardlow in himself, and especially with MGF being such a great heel, that this has been a good two and a half to three year build up because for the good two and a half to three years, you had Wardlow as the servant to MGF, and this was uh, Wardlow earning his way to freedom. So he's now officially in the AW law and AW superstar. And the next match we had, guys, was between the Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks. Now, guys, this is quite an interesting match. I thought this match was quite good. One of the things I liked about this match and other AEW matches as well is they have, when they're showing off the sort of like the record 
of that rasher itself where they, where they say specific things and stuff. One of the things I liked about it is when the Hardys came out, it basically had the records of the previous matches between the two teams. So obviously you saw that it was 4-2-2 two and two to the Hardys, and I really like that because it puts over their rivalry and it also puts over the history that both teams have had, especially when they wrestled against each other in like Ring of Honor, etc. as well, for that adds more to the match as well. Uh, there's some great double teams between both the teams, you know, great some stuff. There's a really great moment where the Young Bucks reverse the poetry motion into one of their big like kick moves that they do and stuff. Um, obviously, there's lots of super kicks throughout the match because it isn't a Young Bucks match without a lot of super kicks. Um, you have an amazing move where the Young Buck misses the uh, whisper in the ring. I believe it was Nick. Um, and he misses, no, it was Matt. He misses a whisper in the wind. And then you have Jet hits it. I thought it was really cool because it's kind of like you can see, even though the, uh, the Young Bucks uh, are like massive fans of the Hardy Boys and they're trying to use the Hardy's moves, that actually you kind of had it where it actually was really clever because um, Jeff actually hit it where uh, Matt Jackson missed it. You know, that was really, really cool. Uh, really, really awesome um, springboard face buster by Nick Jackson, I thought it was a great move, amazing. Uh, standing splash to Jeff by the Unboxed, I thought that was really cool. You had an amazing frog splash slash um, standing splash to Jeff Hardy by the Unboxed, I thought it was a really cool move because it's showing you their great tandem and stuff. And um, you have this amazing uh, side effect by Matt Hardy to, uh, I believe it was Nick Jackson on the apron, it was really, really cool. And the way that the um, Hardys one where Matt Hardy gave both the Young Bucks a amazing um, twist of fate, which the Young Bucks sold it amazingly well. And then they got hit by a Swanton bomb. And the Hardys went on to win. This was a great match and a great highlight of AEW's amazing tag team division. So yeah, guys, a great match. And the next match we had, guys, was for the TBS Women's Championship between Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay. Now, this match, guys, was another amazing match. Um, Jade Cargill was just amazing in general. You know, you have some great show of power and some of the great moves that she does as well. Um, you have Anna Jay with, with this amazing, beautiful flipping backstabber and stuff. You can kind of see both of them showing off their skills that, that they can do. Then you have the buddies getting involved, and uh, but Anna Jay was able to take them out with a double DDT. That was really, really cool. But then... You had Mark Sterling start to come out and he starts to then distract um, Anna Jay who gets hit by a move. But he does get stopped by John Silver and he hits Mark Sterling with this amazing brain buster. Beautiful, beautiful move. Um, then you have Jay Cargill hitting this amazing flipping power slam, the blue thunder bomb to Anna Jay, which was a great move in itself. Um, and then you have um, Jade Cargill winning with a jaded from Brett's Rope because, you know, there is no more deadlier move than a move from Brett's Rope. And then you have Stoke Hathaway come out and celebrate with um, Jay Carkill, who was the former Malcolm Bivens, and he is now her new manager. And then obviously um, the other two bays come in and they start attacking Anna Jay. And then you have Chris Statler come out with the debuting Athena, who was the former Ember Moon, coming in to make the save. And I thought this match was good because it shows you just the power of Jade Cargill. It shows just how good of a heel that she is to have the baddies get involved as well as Mark Sterling, who is now Stoke Halfway has replaced Mark Sterling. But then at the same time, it also shows you just how good of a baby face and just how much of an underdog that um, Anna Jay is to be able to um, 
fight through like and stuff and it was really cool to have Athena come in as well now and hopefully with Athena now in and you also have Chris Statlander that will start to have more like six women tag team matches and stuff between the six women and stuff and, it, and I think it would just be really cool to propel the TBS Championship to more of a high echelon because it'll be really really cool to have the person who finally does beat Jay Cargill that becomes a bigger and badder thing because of how much of a fucking badass and how awesome that she is to, where she is currently undefeated in AEW. Jay Cargill is amazing. And the next match we had guys was between the House of Black versus the Death Triangle. Now this match guys was just fucking amazing. Um, you had, I believe it was Phoenix's son who came out with the Death Triangle. I thought it was really, really cool. And then you have obviously the Death Triangle just amazing as well and stuff. Like you have some amazing Hurricane Runners and Poison Runners by the Death Triangle. You have this amazing Powerbomb by Buddy Matthews. You have these amazing double super kicks by Penta and Phoenix to... Um, Oh, two Buddy Matthews and stuff. I thought it was really cool because it's showing you their great tandem because obviously uh, Phoenix and Penta have been tag teams for many, many years. Stuff They've been former AEW, Impact, Chip Away, etc. Tag Team Champions. Um, uh, you got some also as well some big dives from Penta and Phoenix showing their... Uh, even, even though Penta is someone who can brawl with the best of them, it's also showing you as well his great high flying because even though... Phoenix is one of the best, and I do mean one of the best high flyers in the entire business. Like, he makes Rey Mysterio from when Rey Mysterio was at his peak in the late 90s to early 2000s kind of time that he makes him look like, oh my God, this man's amazing and stuff. It's just really cool to kind of, you can see just how good of a high flyer that he is and stuff, which is great. Uh, Buddy Matthews then catches Phoenix in one of the mid dives and gives him this amazing superplex. I thought it was really, really cool to show just how good of a wrestler that Buddy Matthews is. Uh, you have Penta with his amazing springboard 360 splash. That was beautiful. Uh, Brody King gives Phoenix this amazing big driver. It's basically one of these moves where he puts him like like a bit like a power driver where it kind of he goes down onto his bottom. That was a great move and stuff. Uh, amazing. Uh, Pack with a brain buster to Malachi Black. That was a great move because obviously... Pack is amazing. Uh, Pack as well with this amazing 450 splash because he does some amazing stuff, like amazing moves and stuff. But then you have Pack go up to the top rope and he's trying to go for the red arrow, but then the lights go out and then they come back up again. And then Julia Hart is back. Oh my God, what's she going to do? And then she blows this black mist into Pack's face and then Pack goes back into the ring and gets hit with a black mask by Manakai Black. Then the House of Black win, and Julia Hart is now a member of the House of Black. The main thing I liked about the match the most is they finally paid off that bloody stupid storyline that had been going on and on for months and stuff. You've got, finally, Julia Hart is now finally a member of the House of Black, because it was kind of like, you know, they wouldn't be having her face go all black and stuff all that amount of time, and then not finally pull the trigger and stuff. And I think, as well, these six men work so well together. Monica Black is amazing. Pac is amazing. Brody King's really, really good. Buddy Matthews is awesome. Penta's fucking great. And so is Phoenix, you know. I think, for me, this is one of my favourite matches of the entire night. And I think it's one of those matches that if people want to see a great six-man tag to show why when AEW do great six-man slash trios matches, then this is a match I recommend anyone to watch and enjoy. And the next match we had, guys, is the final in the men's Owen Hart tournament. And that is between... Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. 
Well, one of the things I liked about this match a lot was the fact that when Samoa Joe came out, his nameplate was styled after the Ring of Honor nameplate, so they do that kind of thing as well. Because obviously with Samoa Joe being the Ring of Honor TV champion, I feel for me it really adds very well to sort of like his character and his mystique of being the Ring of Honor TV champion because it's kind of like even though Tony Khan owns both companies, he has them in a sense to be separate entities and I think that works really well for me as well. Um, and I like the fact as well that Adam Cole's wearing pink and black because obviously in the other match that was at the final which one was after this one, the other participant was also wearing pink and black but I kind of felt for me, even though I liked it, it kind of told you who was going to win. Um, there was this big power move by Joe, you know he did the big slam etc. Um, he also did um, this amazing um, power bomb into the Boston Crab, into the STF, which I think for me, Samoa Joe um, dubs from the best STS in the business. Like, I think he's like, when it comes to good STF. Um, basically, you have also as well Adam Cole does this amazing backstabber and stuff. I think it's really, really cool. And then you have, uh, near, then you have basically the ending of the match. You have Conor O'Reilly come in to distract Joe and attack his arm, but then Joe is able to stop him. And then you have um, Adam Cole hitting Joe with several super kicks and a big knee for the win. And the next match we have, guys, is the women's final in the Owen Hart tournament. And that is between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Ruby Soho. Now, one of the things that was really cool was before the match even started, you had both women come out being performed by different people like you had... Uh, Britt Baker being performed by the guitarist or the bassist, whoever it is, from uh, Fozzy. And you had Rancid playing for Ruby Soho, because obviously they do the theme tune to a song being Ruby Soho, you know. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho, destination, go, 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 go. You know, and I thought as well, it was really cool as well that you see Britt Baker also as well in pink and black. And I like the fact as well when Ruby Soho came out on her jacket, it said... Um, it's time for a change, which I thought was really cool because that was one of Owen Hart's big taglines back in the late 90s where he turns heel again, where he joined the nation, and later on where he partnered up and became tag team champions for several occasions with Jeff Jarrett. I thought it was really cool to kind of have that as well. You have some great moves. You have Ruby Soho with an amazing suplex on the outside of Britt Baker. Uh, you have this big senton as well by Ruby Soho too. Uh, but then uh, Britt Baker wins with a reverse roll-up, which is very similar to the ending of the WrestleMania 10 match between Bret Hart and Owen Hart, and I love that because it's showing you the, in a sense, the history, but also as well, I think it was a great thing to see and stuff, and I just thought it was a really great ending to the match that they did such a great homage and such a great massive amount of respect to the great Owen Hart that they ended the match in this way. And then what we had next, guys, is we had Martha Hart come out, to present both the winners, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, with their respective belts, which were designed heavily on the old Stampede Wrestling title belts. And they were also were given um, these big trophies as well to celebrate them winning the tournament. And then you had Martha Hart give this amazing heartfelt speech to show her appreciation to the fans, as well as us at home, for remembering Owen Hart and for respecting him and loving him as much as she does. And for being such a massive Owen Hart mark, I was very happy with this tournament. And I'm just so happy that he's going to be in the new AW game. And there's also merch on Pro Wrestling Tee slash AW Shop where people in future generations can appreciate and love this man as much as I do. And the next match we had, guys, 
was between American Top Team versus Kaz, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Now this match was great. I mean, you had some amazing big moves from Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. You had Paige Van Zandt come in with this amazing beta belly suplex and a great clothesline to take Conti. Because obviously, um, even though Paige Van Zandt was good in the sense that she did for this match in itself, etc. But obviously, nothing can really compare to Ronda Rousey. Because I think to me, Ronda Rousey is just a behemoth. She is just a one-of-a-kind person. And even though, yes, I thought it was a bit unfair to compare her to Ronda Rousey. Because obviously... Both women were uh, MMA fighters. And I do believe that Paige Van Zandt does fight still. And I believe in Bellator or some promotions. But as she's mainly a wrestler now, I kind of feel like, for me, she impressed me quite a bit. Because for someone who's had their, who was having their first match and stuff, I thought she did pretty, really well. And then you had uh, Paige Van Zandt using the old springboard elbow to Taekwondo, You know, the classic China move. Because uh, obviously, uh, she's a really big China fat. And then you have Paige Van Zandt hit this amazing spinning DDT to Sammy Guevara. And then you have Sammy Guevara get a bit distracted by the fact that he was aiming to hit a super kick. Uh, but he accidentally hit Ty Conti and then Scorpio Sky hit the TKO for the win. And the next match we have, guys, is between Carlo Riley versus Darby Allen. Now this match, guys, was just amazing. You know, it had some really fast-paced action. Kyle O'Reilly hit this amazing big knee to Darby Allen. I thought it was bloody insane. You know, you had Darby Allen with these amazing big dives, his amazing suicide dives. Just the fact that how fast and how deadly he was coming out there was crazy as well. Uh, you have Kyle O'Reilly hit this amazing brain buster that Darby Allen was just great. Um, you have Darby Allen hit this amazing coffin drop on the apron to Kyle O'Reilly as well. But one of the coolest moments I love about this match the most is you had Darby Allen aim for his amazing suicide dive out through the ropes, out to the floor against Kyle Riley. But Kyle Riley then reversed it into this amazing, like, big submission move. And I thought, oh, that was just great. That was a chef's kiss because it shows you just the sort of, like, evil Knievel side of Darby Allen, But it also as well showed you the technical and the in-ring prowess. And then the great wrestling mind of Kyle Riley to be able to reverse such a great move. And the... Finish of the match, guys, was Kyle O'Reilly hitting this big top rope knee for the win. And the next match we had, guys, was for the AW Women's Championship between Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Now, now this match, guys, was really, really good because it's just showing you just how good of a women's division that they have. You have this amazing big neck breaker move by Serena Deeb to um, Thunder Rosa. Then you have Thunder Rosa slinging um, Serena Deeb into the turnbuckle on Brett's rope. Um, then you have um, Thunder Rosa and hits a big clothesline as well because I thought it was a really cool move because you can just see just the just force and the power that Thunder Rosa uh, had to throw her across the ring. And then you can see her just like go hit bang into the turnbuckle on Brett's rope because you, you know how deadly that, that rope is, guys, that it added more um, effect to the move and stuff as well. Um, I, it was really cool as well. Then you have Serena D with this amazing flipping top rope face buster. Then you had Thunder Rose with, with a, a massive top rope superplex. And then for the finish, we had Thunder Rosa hits the five Thunder Driver for the one, the two, and the three. Another great match. And the next match we had, guys, was between the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Satana, 
and Ortiz. Now this match guys are one of those matches that I think for me, I'm not gonna give you guys uh, enough like, well guys, this match was just fucking crazy. This match was just insane. You know, you had all the participants fighting in the crowd with each other and stuff. You know, you had some great things where you had um, fight singers just being used. You had this amazing shot of Eddie Kingston coming down to the ring just full of blood. You know, you had uh, Jake Hagar get put through a table with a street sweeper. You had Brian Danielson giving a superplex on the ramp, which looked fucking brutal. You had Brian Danielson with a big running knee and stuff. And throughout the entire match, they brought the top rope down and stuff where you only had the bottom rope and Brett's rope. But then you had, for the finish, you had Brian Danielson taken down, given uh, a combination of different choke holes across his neck by... Uh, using the force of a um, crutch, as well as the Walls of Jericho, where the Jericho Appreciation Society won the match. I mean, to be honest with you guys, there was just so much more to this match that if you guys want to go out and watch this match, I recommend it because this match was just insane. This match had everything that I feel for me that this review won't do it justice, I believe, for myself, to you guys. You should go out and find this match and watch it for yourselves. And the next match we had, guys, was for the AEW Tag Team Championship between Jurassic Express versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Team Taz. Now, guys, this match I thought was just another really good match, too. Uh, you had this amazing uh, bit where, obviously, all the other four tips uh, were... The guys on the outside, and you have um, Jungle Boy as well as, Luchas as well as Luchasaurus hit these amazing stereo 360 centons. You have Keith Lee with his amazing 630 splash over the top rope as well, showing you just how amazingly athletic that Keith Lee is. Because for me, Keith Lee is one of the greatest wrestlers ever. I think that man's insane. Like, his matches against Dijakovic, whoever the hell he's known as now, Mace or whatever the fuck he's known as, I can't remember. Um, that was just amazing in PWG, in PWG, as well as NXT TakeOver as well was great too. Um, you had Powerhouse Hobbs throwing Christian Cage into the steps. Then you had Ricky Stark hit this amazing springboard. Um, Angel's Wings was just fucking crazy. Then you have Hobbs with this uh, championship spine buster to Lee, which I thought was a great move as well. Uh, you also had Keith Lee and Swerve with this amazing and huge big power slam double knees to Jungle Boy. I thought that was a great tandem move. And then for the finish, you had Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus hit their Jurassic Express to swerve for the one, the two, and the three. For me, guys, another great match, and I feel this is one of those matches that you just shows you just how good the tagging division is. And even though, yes, my favourite tag team of AW wasn't on this show, being FTR, but I think to show you just how good Keith Lee and Swerve are and just how good Team Taz is, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, and just how cool and great a tag team champions that the Jurassic Expresses, I thought this match worked really, really well. And it's another great match for everyone to find and watch because AW have such a great tag team division. And then the main event, guys, is for the AW World Heavyweight Championship between CM Punk versus Hangman Page. Now then, guys, this match I thought was great. You know, it was Punk's first title match in nine years, you know, since he wrestled at No Way Out 2013 against The Rock. You know, there were some great uh, moves as well. Like, you had this amazing over-the-top rope splash by Hangman Page to Punk. 
you had uh, Punk thrown into the guardrail. That was a really cool move as well. Like just showing just how um, much of like a heel, and as you can see, that heel tendency is coming through. Hamman Page, he wanted to win this badly and stuff. Um, you also had Hamman Page with a massive big running elbow to Punk. And then you had CM Punk with his amazing superplex to um, Hangman Page. CM Punk with a great enziguri as he does in a lot of his stuff as well. Then you had CM Punk with, with the amazing big knee into the Bulldog. Then you had him give Hangman Page a neck breaker. Then you had Hangman Page hit this amazing top rope splash onto Punk who was on the outside. Then you had CM Punk hit Hangman Page with a sharpshooter because obviously... Um, throughout the feud and throughout things in general you just have like obviously CM Punk and FTR showing their love and appreciation to Bret Hart just how amazing he is and stuff um, then you have Hangman Page hit turn the page then you have Hangman Page goes for the buckshot lariat but Punk was able to reverse it but then when Punk was trying to hit the move you had Hangman Page trying to reverse the GTS but then he accidentally hit the ref and then you have Hangman Page tries to then you have Hangman Page hitting Punk with his big clothesline. And then you have Hangman Page pick up the AW title, thinking what's he going to do? Is he going to hit Punk with the belt? But he throws it to the ground because he's really angry. But then you have uh, Punk uh, reverse, like a buckshot lariat. Then you have Punk then hit a GTS for the win and to become the new AW World Heavyweight Champion. Now, guys, this match I thought was great, you know, because it shows you just how good Punk is, shows you just how good Hammond Page is. And I think for me, for Punk's first title match, his first win of an AEW Championship, I thought was just great. And I just think it's really, really cool to have CM Punk as a world champion in professional wrestling again. And my match of the night, guys, would have to go to Wardlow versus MJF. And my MVP would have to be CM Punk. You know, because I thought both the match, as well as the MVP, did what they set out to do. Like, Punk is such a great face. He's such a great champion. He's such a great character in general. And then you had the great match with Wardlow versus MGF working so well because you wanted Wardlow to finally free himself through the tyranny of MGF. And I think for what it set out to do and what it did is what makes wrestling so truly, truly amazing. And that, my friends was my review of AW Double or Nothing 2022. This has been No Wrestling, guys. I've been amazing host, as always, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember... CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk!
be.